Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virtual Cafe. My name is Shagulola Salami, um, and this is the Shagulola Salami Show. It's been another fantastic day in London. Um, it's a nice sunny day. We're very cloudy, but I can see the sun peeking through, but it's very cold as well. Um, but be that as it may, I can't even speak properly. I'm really excited because my little girl, she's going to be three very soon, so I'm really, really excited. And then, the most amazing thing is there's a new winter wonderland coming. So normally you would find it in Hyde Park, but there's one coming in southwest London, which is just amazing because it's literally like a bus ride, like a 10-minute bus ride away from where we live. So we're going to be going to Winterville, you know, because I love winter. Winter is the best time of the year. It's cold. I don't mind the cold as long as it doesn't rain. But yes, enough about my banter. Who have I got here with me today? Hello, this is Paula. Hi, Paula. How are you? I'm fine. How about you? I'm very well, thanks. Um, I just been thinking I didn't get my hot chocolate next to me. Um, so I'm going to go and do that um, in a second. Um, tell me about yourself and what would you like? Yes. So, um, as I said, my name is Paola and I'm a, an Italian mother of two living in Finland. So I am, I'm an expat mom. And um, actually, one of my children uh, joined the family through international adoption a few months ago. So we have three cultures running actively in the family. <laughs> And uh, yes, yes. So we have Italian, Finnish, and Indian cultures. <laughs> Quite an active uh, job for us as parents. Um, and what else can I tell you? Uh, during the day, I'm an IT professional, so I'm a working mom as well. And as a sort of side activity slash hobby, I run my own parenting blog where I talk about our unique family setting. Nice. That's nice. Okay, so Thanks. you know, I've not come across anyone who's done international adoption. Uh, wait, before you even tell me about, it, I was going to ask, how did it work? What would you like to drink? Coffee, <laughs> without any doubt. Thanks. Sorry. Sorry. You said coffee, and you said something else. I didn't get the other bit. Ah, yeah. Sorry, I said coffee without any hesitation. <laughs> Ah, right. Okay, that's fine. How would you like your coffee? Uh, Cappuccino would do, thanks. Okay. Well, the good thing about my virtual cafe is, right, I have this, it's like a spaceship-type cafe. I just literally press the button, and any type of drink and any type of food will come out. (laughs) And if you need to know, I will just press. So, right, it will be a minute. Normally, I would have my little human, you know, she would go and prepare everything. But because she's been going to nursery, you know, and she's growing up, and, you know, when they're doing their tantrums and whatnot, she's like, no, I'm not doing anything. You can't be getting me to do work. I'm only two, right? So I thought I would go and get, you know, you know this futuristic, you know, kitchen. So I updated my kitchen. It's very futuristic, and anything you want, you can get. Here, I'll get that for you in a minute. Uh, so again, Thank tell you. Me, how does this um, international adoption work? Uh, yeah, so um, Finland is a very different adoption model than, say, the most widely known, which is the U.S. one. So it's highly regulated, and it took uh, around three years for us from the start to the end. And wow. 
yeah, yeah, which is not bad, not bad at all. So we were a lucky family in that regard. And yeah, we opted to adopt from India. Uh, it was one of the available countries that our agency had connections with. And and we brought home our son, who at the time was 20 months old, last February. So now it's around nine months he's been home. Wow. So, um why? Because I've always thought I would like to adopt when I can afford to have, you know, um, you know, if I when I can afford, because children are not cheap, you know, and it's something that I've been thinking about for a while. So, why did you guys, you know, think about adoption and why international adoption agencies? Yeah, it's uh, well. Uh, first of all, we couldn't really access domestic adoption in Finland because both of us, uh, at the time, we were not Finnish citizens. And definitely we are not Finnish speaking in our household. So that it's a big limitation, as you can imagine, for uh, an okay. adopted child. So sort of that was off the table for us. Um, but regarding in general the decision to adopt, I wish I had the best uh, answer, but I actually don't. So it, it was a mix of we wanted to expand the family. And at the same time, we felt strong enough as a family to to take on a, any issue that an adopted child could have. So sort of like if we don't do it, who would? Now, exactly. I am sorry if, yeah, it's, uh, now that I'm into the adoption framework, I, I know it can even be too naive to think like that. But at, at the same time, I must be honest that that's what we were thinking. And of course, we wanted to enlarge the family as well. So uh, it's not, not charity-based uh, decision or anything like that, but uh, it was a mix of feelings and sort of a calling overall, I would say. Yeah. No, I would like I would like a large family if I could afford it, uh, but I definitely don't want to get pregnant several times, right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing, but completely. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, so um, now you've got, let me see, because I was learning the other day, um, or not learning, I was read. I saw a video the other day about how Finland, you know, it's the, is the number one country in terms of their education system. Um, how have you found it? Yeah, um, so I, I don't have direct experience about the school system yet, because my uh, oldest uh, daughter, she's still four and a half, so... Uh, away from school age yet uh, here kids go to school when they're seven years old so a little bit later wow. than, yeah that than the europe uh, european average i would say uh so i don't feel like commenting on the school uh yeah. in finland uh, because it's mostly about what i heard and it wouldn't be fair <laughs> but no, i heard positive it's, things it's you say yeah. that though, because in the UK, compulsory school age starts from age five, right? Oh, really? So oh, really? I didn't know that. Sorry? I, I didn't know that. In Italy, it's yes, six. I didn't know that it was. school age starts from age five. And I know that a lot of parents are not too happy um, about that. So, what do children do up until their age seven? Yeah, that's that's a good question. So, uh, my child, my children will go to um, I would say what what it's called in English daycare until they are around five, and then the the year before going to school is called preschool. Uh, in practice, preschool <laughs> it's a little bit weird because 
it, it, the child can go to preschool either at the old daycare or already in the school building. And I understood that depends if the parents need uh, full-time care or they can afford to, for the child to come back at home in the afternoon. So I think that's, that's a choice based on the family needs. Um, but in preschool, I understood that they sort of facilitate the passage between daycare and going to school. So even they should learn writing and reading at least the basics already in preschool. That's at least how I got. All right. Okay. Okay. And um, so you're Italian. Um, and is it, so who's Finnish? Because you said there are three. I know you're, so you're Italian. Your son is Indian of, um, of Indian origin. Who's, is it your husband who's Finnish? No, actually, my husband is Italian as well. <laughs> so oh, we are, okay. uh, yes. Okay, then, so how do you guys, how did you guys get, to, you know, to learn how to, how are you guys learning to speak Finnish? How easy is it, to, how easy is the language to learn? Uh, it's terribly hard. I think it's it's um, classified as in the top three hardest language, at least from the perspective of an English speaker, which I would guess wow. very similar yeah, from an Italian speaker because they're more or less the language roots are the same. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's a language which belongs to another, um, I wouldn't know how to call it, language group entirely. So it's a, its own language class along with Estonian and um Hungarian so mm -hmm. <laughs> it stands there by itself uh it's it's hard I don't even say it's been hard because after seven years we're still in the learning but wow. yeah but we were motivating to do that because when we came to Finland our plan was to stay and our kids were born or well came into this country and the plan is to stay here so we took the language learning as part of our cultural integration uh journey and that's also how why I say Finnish culture is part of our family because especially for my children I want them to grow also having the typical Finnish culture experiences if that makes sense so that they have memories to relate to with their with their peers and we have this really nice mix going on at our house oh fabulous what is it about Finland that you like well uh the life the quality of life is definitely one of the best so um i always claim that this is the perfect place where to grow your family it's hard of the parent on the parents because as i say language is hard and cultural integration may be hard but i feel it is a great investment for the kids um to be a little bit more specific for instance like we have a lot of um policies which benefit families, especially families with small kids, uh, daycare uh, is super cheap, like so cheap, you wouldn't believe it, uh, if not even free, if you cannot afford it, you know, and it's a sort of a right for everyone. Um, work, work time is highly flexible usually, and workplaces really tend to they, they take for granted that they need to respect the work life balance yeah. so uh, you know you feel safe you feel safe like you're getting pregnant you feel safe even if my husband now is taking a one year long uh, parental leave you know wow. he feels, 
Yeah, exactly. And he is a CMO in a startup. So wow. He, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean. And I really love that. I fell in love right away with this. And I came here for starting originally. And after a couple of months, I was telling my at the time boyfriend, like, man, leave your job. We come here. And that's what he did. Wow. And we started the life here. Wow. Okay. You know, Finland sounds like a truly amazing place. I mean, I know you said that the language is quite difficult to learn. Uh, <laughs> you need to be able to speak the language to um, communicate with other people. But other than that, it plays out like a truly, truly, truly um, amazing place. Um, how diverse is it? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I must say uh, that I saw Finland changing a lot in the past seven years. Uh, so really, it's really getting much more multicultural. And I must specify that the capital area where we are living is very different from the rest of Finland. For instance, I know that half of the total people of foreign background are living in the capital area. So right. it really gives you an image and it's much more a place where like people come and go. So they may come work a few years and then go away. So you have this continuous, you know, exchange of people and cultures and uh, as, as a sort of total percentage of um, I don't want to say foreigners because I think the stats include people of foreign background. So it means even like people like my kids who were born and raised here, but have some connection to another culture. And if we consider this wider group of people, it's a low percentage compared to the to many other places. And I even think to the European Union, probably. Uh, I think it yeah. was like uh, one fourth of what it is in UK, to give you an mm. example. And the language may have something to do with it. Uh, but overall, in the capital area, there's a lot of cultural activities also aimed at families and children. I'm very happy with that. Okay. Fabulous. So let's talk about the one that I've been itching to know. Right. So how have you been, um, have you been using any books to help your family, um, you know, get integrated into Finnish society? Definitely, yes. Um, we are uh, eager readers at home. Uh, my husband and I love to read ourselves, and we want really to pass this passion to our kids. And I feel we are really managing with that. Uh, so regarding, in particular, the culture, of course, especially with my daughter, um, I used um, many books in Finnish language to um, help her uh, expand her dictionary, vocabulary and uh, learn new words and in contexts, of course, because that's what books do. Um, and I learned some language myself <laughs> in the meantime. Okay. <laughs> so there Wait, was how surprise. easy is it to read Finnish? Because I know you're learning, you know, the language as well. So has it been quite easy uh, reading in Finnish, or do you um, get other books? Uh, we are lucky as Italian speaking because uh, the pronunciation is very similar in Finnish. Ah. Uh, there are like, yeah, there are few new letters. It's not the same for English speakers. And I know it's hell for French speakers, <laughs> but for Italians, that's, that's relatively easy, except a couple of letters you need to uh, add. Uh, and, but, well, I must comment that now that my daughter is um, growing and the level, as you can imagine, of books, I mean, the, the, the plots 
are more complicated and there's more uh, fancier words to say. And it's, I start to be less fluent and she starts to correct me, which is so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a little bit humiliating. You know, the other day I was in the car and there was my my girl and a friend of hers in the back of the car and we were talking Finnish, you know, they're four-year-olds, I still can't handle the kind of conversation, but I made a mistake in Finnish and they sort of, you know, giggled and laughed and I was like, hey, saying in Finnish, you know, uh, be cool, Finnish is a hard language and my daughter likes it nothing with a little bit, you know, a despise, she goes like, well, I think we managed pretty well. <laughs> I can imagine that's, my little human being cheeky like that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I get daily. So hooray <laughs> for my confidence. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it, I can just imagine my little girl doing exactly the same thing to me, right? And she's only two. Well, she's going to be three in a few days' time, but I can actually imagine her doing the same thing to me. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I think many expert parents get this kind of <laughs> comments on their language skills, I would say. But yeah, I mean, it, it really helps, I think, uh, for my daughter to listen books in Finnish also from me. She gets, of course, the most input for her Finnish language from uh, the, the, the time she spends at daycare. But, um, well, it, they read with her, but of course, it's different. Uh, when I read to her and uh, we read for like more time and so on. Yeah. Okay. So now your family is, you know, truly diverse in the sense that, you know, you speak English, you speak Italian, you're speaking a bit of Finnish. Uh, so your daughter, she's four, right? How did I miss that? Yes. Yes. She's four. How many languages can she speak? Uh, for now, only Italian and Finnish but she's growing really curious of English and she keeps uh, asking us to send her to some class or so, but we still are not sure about that. But yeah, two languages as uh, mother and tongue and fluently. Four. And she's just four. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> that's, yeah. that's truly amazing, right? Okay, what are your favorite books? Let's talk about books. Which ones are your favorite books? Oh, so, books. Yeah, that's a good question. So I would say uh, I, it depends on the context. We have books uh, also for like uh, facing some themes. So like uh, feelings, for instance, feelings uh, development and identification. And it really depends. But if I have to tell you the books my kids love the most, mm-hmm. uh, I would quote this, uh, no matter what, by Debbie Gliori. I'm hope, hoping I'm reading it correctly, but I think it's pretty famous and they love it. It talks about in- unconditional love and it's uh, all in rhyme. And okay. I, f- it's successful with both kids, so both the two-year-old and the four-year-old. Uh, then let's see. Um, we love the uh, Todd the Power books, all of them. That's also quite a, I would say, uh, famous choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when they talk what about, about bedtime stories, do you guys do bedtime stories? Yeah. We uh, let's see. We do have some bed story books, but I cannot 
think of a specific title. Usually, let's say, uh, when my kids choose books, they are mostly like attracted by the cover. So, for instance, my girl is all, as you can imagine, princesses, but she's also dragons, you know. So if she sees something in a in a bookshop, that's what she goes for. Um, I myself, usually as a parent, I'm more focused in choosing like uh, interesting topics, uh, nice pictures, and especially a nice balance between pictures and text quantity, uh, or also like vocabulary, because not all children books respect a good balance with that, in my opinion. So I don't want to find myself changing words on the go because they are not appropriate for the age of my kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, I let's say I I cannot uh at on the top of my head I cannot recommend a book with like several stories that that we particularly mm. like. Uh we have a rich <laughs> library at home. <laughs> I can, let's see. I would say that we easily have 150 books just for the kids. Wow. Yeah. Do you guys have nerds. a separate bookshelf? Yes, yeah. They actually have two in the house. They have the one in the room and the one downstairs in the living room. And I like to keep it this way because they they read both during the day as a sort of like calming activity and of course we have the bedtime story uh, every night. Great. Now I think I need to up my game there because you know, I think that I you know, we I make the time to read, but then it's so hard, you know, just Life in London is really, really hectic, um, and you never really get as much time to do all the gazillion and one things that you need to do. So the only time in my house, you know, it's kind of like uh, mostly in the um, evenings or just before bedtime. But now oh, you've inspired me. I need to look for extra time to try and do a bit more with, with my girl. But then she's, she's soon, so she's not really been that interested. It's only been the last few months. Um, she's wanted to do a lot more books, um, and she's like your daughter. She's she's got the love for uh, dragons and monsters, and we tend to do a lot of monster ink. We've got one monster ink book, uh, which sort of is her favorite because she just like <laughs> she loves listening to books about uh, stories about monsters and dinosaurs and all of those fancy uh, fancy fancy things, which I think is quite good. You know, it sort of breaks the norm. You know, for just um, Princess books and whatnot. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, your your family sounds like a truly amazing one, um, and it just makes me think, like you know, because I've been thinking about it as well. That fin Finland sounds like a really lovely place um, to go and visit, or at least you know, grow a family. Um, I still not decided whether it's a place I would want to because you know, relocating anywhere is a big commitment and. It's something someone has to really think about um, deeply before you do make that move. Um, but I definitely would have to commend you guys, you know, for taking that leap and just doing what you feel is the best um, for your family. Even with all the limitations in terms of the language barrier um, and stuff like that. Um, so how has your son gotten up, you know, with catching um, the language? How, how has he been able to cope? He really surprised me, I must say. So um, when we met him, he, he was speaking like the local language of the children's home he was at. Okay. 
and few words in English, really like a, a handful. Uh, and after two months with us, he could understand everything we would say. And he was starting saying uh, his first 20 to 30 words in Italian. Wow. Uh, I, think we were, I think we were so lucky, <laughs> you know, that we just, you know, that he was talented and, 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 I don't know, <laughs> genetically. I think people, I think like people say that children learn languages really quickly, um, that, you know, it's usually when they're young, that's usually the best time to introduce children um, to a lot of new languages because their brain, you know, is just, it's like a sponge and they're really easy to pick up new languages and learn new things. Yes, that's exact. Act, uh, actually, research says that before they are seven, they have a way of learning which uh, favors learning languages a lot. And around seven, something clicks in their brain and they switch to more of the adult way of learning. So uh, it's beneficial to introduce them when they're young. And it's one of the reasons why we felt restricted to adopting a young child, I must say, because we were aware that the child would come to a family which was, was bilingual at the very minimum. So uh, that was something we had to take into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But we were, I think we were lacking. He was, he was smart. And we do one good thing we have as a family, I heard, is that we talk a lot to our kids. And that helps a lot in their language development. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Okay, well, you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and learning about your amazing family. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm, I've already relocated to Finland, but I don't think... <laughs> I thought my, my mom used to say to me, God bless her, so she's late now. She used to say that me and my siblings, we've got, when we were being created, we, have co we had cotton wools in our ears, and that's why we couldn't pick up learning any new languages. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so she said, yeah, we would, we were a bit defective that way with lots of cotton wool, and so no, no, couldn't learn any languages. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I think I would struggle with learning a new language now. Maybe a few words, um, you know, would be able to get by, but we'll see. But uh, okay, you said you were a blogger. What's the link to your blog? You know, in case anyone wanted to go and check out what you're doing, and you know, just catch up with your lovely family because you know your family sounds truly amazing. Thanks. <laughs> I'm humbled by the compliment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would love the listeners and you to go check out my blog. So you can find me at theelephantmom.com. And there you can read about our multicultural families and bilingualism and adoption and all our personal, say, adventures. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Well, it's been truly an honor having you here. Are you on Twitter? Uh, I am still. My handle is the elephant mom. So the elephant mom. Okay, thank you. Any final words of wisdom for any moms or any parents, you know, who want to, um, you know, sort of try and help their children become uh, multilingual, um, you know, just learning a new language. Any tips or advice for them? Uh, yeah, I would say. Set your goals clearly. Uh, the kids don't have to learn everything, but just, just set your goals, what you want the kids to learn, just speaking fluently or even writing. And then build a strategy on that and be prepared to high commitment from your side, especially when they grow older and you sort of have less power on their 
on, on how they spend their time. It takes active work, but I really think it pays off. And it's been proven that not only it doesn't, it doesn't slow down development for kids, language development, it actually improves, you know, how the kid's brain is all wired up. So it's definitely something to consider for every family, even families who don't have any multicultural ties as we have. Yeah, okay. Sorry, one last question. At daycare um, in Finland, do they just speak fin- Finnish or do they speak other languages as well? Um, well, around the capital area, there are like some uh, daycares with other languages. English, of course, it's, it's an example. Uh, mm-hmm. But the official languages in Finland are Finnish and Swedish, uh, but they are sort of kept separate. So you you could send your child to Swedish daycare or to Finnish daycare, and my 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 children go to the Finnish speaking daycare, and they, that's what they speak to. So uh, they support actively their development, and they know they are bilingual, and uh, they sort of have an educational program in place to favor the Finnish language development. Okay. Okay. No, that that's amazing. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's really thank been an honor having, having you on the show, and hopefully we might see you again sometime soon. Yeah, I hope so. Please, <laughs> it's been it's been really fun, and thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Thanks. And thank you everyone for listening in and catching on with us. Um, it's been an honor, you know, for you to listen to this uh, to the end. And we'll see you again very soon on the Shagilola Salami Show, a virtual cafe podcast. Until next time, bye now.